This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. White Sox sell-off of 2023. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. Um, I think that the Sox, as we've talked about, they kind of, they picked their lane. It's it's good to see what the Cubs managed to do while I was away. They were, I think they were eight and a half. <laughs> That's uh, about when, right. When I left. That's about and right. lo and behold, here they are. They had the eight-game winning streak. Pity that it ended yesterday. But as the old adage goes, momentum is the next day's starting pitcher. And they, they ran into a good starting pitcher. It's as simple as that. No doubt about it. You're not going to sweep the Cardinals after winning eight straight. That's okay. The White Sox did choose their lane. They they chose that a long time ago. The Cubs, there was a little more suspense, and I think they declared what they want to be before the deadline. Jed Hoyer left that open for discussion. I think that he challenged his team indirectly or maybe mm-hmm. directly, and they answered emphatically, I think, by winning eight in a row, going into St. Louis, taking care of business. Now, they ran out of steam yesterday. It happens. They didn't even score a run after their their offense really had carried them to that point. But they are now in a very interesting spot as we sit here about 36 hours before the deadline. Yeah, they are. And um, I'll be very curious to see if they are in the acquisition business. I think that is the question that's left. I I think there's still a question with Stroman. I understand that uh, Belly is uh, sticking around, but – I do think that there is a question with Stroman whether or not we agree with the idea. Um, that's one that I'm going to keep an eye on. But I, 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 I like the idea that Bellinger's not going anywhere. I like the idea that maybe they're in on uh, Shohei Otani if that <laughs> happens in the offseason. How about that? Yeah, that's How all about good that? stuff. We'll get to that at the pick six, but Bruce – Bruce Levine dropped that at the end of Inside the Clubhouse mm-hmm. on Saturday morning. It was about 10.45-ish. And we closed with the Major League Baseball kind of around the league kind yeah. of segment. You know, let's take a look around the league because Otani was last week he pitched a one-hit shutout and he hit two home runs in the same doubleheader. And then Bruce was like, we bring attention to that. And he's like, oh, I got some news on Otani. Basically, his news being the Cubs will be in the mix. They have they have talked about it, and they plan to pursue him in free agency if indeed he hits the open market like people expect. How about that? Yeah, I I, I think it'd be great. I think he'd be great here. I like the idea. They have the money, so feel free to go ahead and spend it. But 
goodness gracious. I mean, I just think that if we're really, if we're really being honest about everything that's going down, um, that that one, that one would be spectacular. The problem is, what are you giving up? Uh, the money. It's only the money. You're, you're giving up three hundred million. Because the guy's the best hitter in baseball and $300 because he's the best it, it, pitcher in baseball. It wouldn't so. be my plan A. I, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't pin a lot of hopes in my offseason plan hinging on Shohei Otani coming to Chicago. It's interesting that they have are planning you know, to find out what it would take and, and to pursue him with a hope and a dream. But I think they have that's, – that's way off into the distance – of a more immediate, I think, you know, fantasy, if you will, what are they going to do before 5 o'clock? They could try to thread the needle with, you know, trading Strowman. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or keeping Bellinger. They need a starting pitcher. They, they need a, They need a yeah. starting pitcher to this rotation so that you don't run into situations like you did on Saturday where you have an opener. I'm sorry. You, you have Hayden Wisniewski coming up. Yes to take Drew Smiley's spot in the rotation. And that's happened the last couple of times. Drew Smiley has, you know, come in late into the games. I don't think that's sustainable. So go out and get a starter. Um, yeah, I think that's easier said than done. I, I don't know that uh, – I, I see starters going. I see the Texas Rangers. They seem like they're, they're doing okay for themselves uh, in the pitching market. I just wonder, as you sit here and you look at where they're at, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide what they need. And they could use some bullpen help. That seems like something easy enough to do. A starting pitcher, I'm not sure that they're – I'm not sure how much that would cost. And if you're not – if you're hanging on to Stroman, don't you kind of have to – you know, you might have found a starter. Is this possible in in uh, Jamison Tyon? He's been awful good. Yeah, he's been his last he's four or five better. starts. No doubt right? about I'm it. I'm just no, saying, no he doubt looks about like it. A, he looks like legitimate pitcher. Also. I want to remove more of the doubt. I, yeah. I want to have, and it was Friday night. We talked about it here Friday during the day. We mentioned Hayden Wisniewski might be on his way. He was scheduled to start at Iowa. They brought him up, and he started in place of Drew Smiley through two innings. Smiley came in. They they won. And all's well that ends well, but they need they need some more certainty there. Jameson Tyone, yeah, nice resurgence. You want my wish list? If you're a Cub fan sitting out there this morning and you're waking up and like, okay, you got until Tuesday at five o'clock. You're right. They need a starting pitcher. They need a bullpen piece. Mm-hmm. They need a bat in the middle of the order, a third baseman. I want them to pursue Jamer Candelario from the Nationals. Yeah. That makes sense. I want them to pry reunion. Aaron Bummer from the White Sox. Eh, left-handed, yeah, left-handed uh, ground weapon. ball pitcher it, it, with a defensive-minded team. He's great perfect Cubs, for them. Perf- yeah, perfect for the bullpen. And a I want them to. I want them team. to kick the tires on Justin Verlander. Yeah, I want them to look at what the Mets are doing. Shouldn't they have done that years ago? Yes, yes, they did, and they lived to regret it. Jed Hoyer in 2017. With Theo Epstein, when they had a better team and they were a better position to pull it off, they didn't pull it off. Do you remember who that was the player mentioned? At the time, Schwarbaum. It was Schwarbaum. 
It was Schwarber for Verlander. Our dear friend Dustin Rhodes would have, would have, we may have lost him. What would it take now? It's a good, it's a good mental exercise. What would it take now for a Mets franchise that is in free fall? Yeah, Verlander has talked about maybe looking at what's going on and being willing to. The Mets have no reason to move keep up. him. No reason. None. They're so not I, going anywhere. They're, if, they should move him. If they're trading him, he's got a no-trade clause. He would have approved a, a trade to Chicago back in 2017. I'm just saying, while we're entertaining any and all options before the trade deadline, that would be my Christmas wish list yeah. for July 31st or I, August I, 1st. I, I mean – you look at look at the Mets. San Diego's interesting. They've got a couple of pitchers that would fit perfectly on the Cubs. They got a starting pitcher uh, in Blake Snell who would be great in Chicago. I think he'd be great in that rotation, and you could really make some noise. I, He's pitching very well. I like that idea too. Yeah. The problem is, it's not necessarily a problem. They won again last night. They might be kidding themselves into thinking five games back of the wild card. They've got all that money invested in all the players. Oh, my God. I mean, they got a lot of money. I don't think they're as ready to maybe dismantle as Steve Cohen was in New York just because he was looking at two 39-year-old pitchers and what he was paying for them. Scherzer goes to Texas. Man, seventh team, right? Sixth or seventh team. 39 years old, still pitching very well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, again, I'm not – I, I think you got to look at what it would cost, but I, I think you're right. I think they have three real needs. They could use a bullpen piece, and this is not in order. They could use another starter, and you you mentioned it, a big bat in that lineup. I think that's the one thing that may be the most attainable at the deadline when you're talking about, yeah. you know, they could get a bullpen piece. Is going to be impactful? It's not going to be the Josh Hader type of thing. He'd be good. He'd be really good. I mean, that might be the guy I'd go after, well, frankly. If they're willing to consider deals for him, there's no question about it. Yeah. You'd have to get involved. I just don't know, based on the day-to-day nature of some teams you know, at the deadline, the Padres seem like one of those teams that could have talked themselves into trying to contend after last night, after yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, Bob Nightingale says it looks like they're not uh... – Selling, is that right? You're in Matt checks in with that one. Um, you know, Bob, a lot of the stuff he's tweeting has been spot on, and a lot of it is is infuriating to me. <laughs> which is which? The yeah. White Sox part that is infuriating. Some of the white, some of the White Sox part. Mm-hmm. You know, look. The, here's the problem with the White Sox stuff. Don't tell me you cleared twenty five million in salary and. Don't forget that you're going to get another 18 million when uh, when you finally get rid of Yasmani Grandal. I would trade him for anything. I would trade him for a bag of balls, and I, I'm not being mean about it. Grandal, I I think they yeah. got a lot of catchers. Well, they also they, just, to... they just traded for two prospects. One right. that, is, that is closer to the majors, Corey Lee, and the other one, which is Caro, the the one who's probably higher ceiling. They got four catchers on their, you know, forty-man roster. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot. So you could you could make a Corey Lee should be up here. Bring him up here. Let's he see might what be he can before do. long. Well, I think he's going to. Yeah, there's going to be some roster configurations. Yeah. You've got to believe that as the White Sox unload 
salary, dead weight, whatever it is from the roster, that somebody out there wants a veteran catcher that thinks that, you know, Yasmani Grandal fits something they don't have. That might have some slug to him. That might have some. Might get on a streak. Who knows? Look, if the Dodgers can talk themselves into acquiring Lance Lynn, Yasmani Grandal can find a home. That's Lance Lynn, man. That that is uh that was an interesting deal. The deal itself or the way that he left town? Well, I think the way that he left town was also very interesting. Um and and he later kind of stepped that back. But, he had to. But I gotta tell you He had to. Yeah. Because he stepped in it. Well, he he, he spoke his truth and then he kind of <laughs> had to backpedal a little, which is difficult for a man like him. It is, you know? We've seen him have some struggles doing that. You can't be the guy that acts like a 12-year-old on the mound when your players aren't making plays behind you and then publicly criticize your front office for not communicating what they're trying to do and and then name teams you would like to play for while you're still under contract for the White Sox and then walk it all back and say, oh, you know what, it was really, it was really professional here. Come on, just leave. Well, I mean, just leave. Let me ask something though. How many times? And I get it. I mean, I, I, I will agree with the portion of what you're saying. I'm just, I'm so disgusted with so many things with that organization that if somebody wants to badmouth them on the way out, we've heard it from See, many people. I know. Go right ahead. Everybody had said you know, that. Jose Abreu, who is who is never a guy to make waves or create problems, he said it. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something going on if. Everyone who ever leaves has something to say. I don't about. disagree with that. We know the Sox problems go deep and they're high in the organization. They have dysfunction that's not going to be changed at one trade deadline. And that's why the My, idea that they're going to spend money next year and compete next year, this it's I off mean, putting. It's gaslighting. Yeah. It, it's it's just guy, it, it's not just off putting. I think it's fabricated. I think it's it's part of the hey. Jerry Reinsdorf has spoken his, his, his how he feels a couple different times, right? We first heard it from a baseball executive that they shot it down. No, no, that David Sampson, he, he's making all this stuff up. Then he, earlier this year, said the same stuff, same stuff. at a business conference yeah. wherever. And, and, I mean, come on. We know that he's not in it to win it. He's in it to try to sell hope, second, third place, it, it and now the idea that they're competing next year. How? How? Do well, they have that's any a job pitching? saver. That's you a, want to talk about pitching. Th- that's a job saving rumor that you want out there exactly. so people can preserve their Ooh, own employment. This, we got all this money. We could go yeah. buy anyone. I was told yeah. over the weekend that you know you really truly you know as, as tough as you're being on the White Sox, Jerry Reinsdorf is not happy with the way things are going. I was re- assured of that, I, and my response is is what it always has been. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, there you go. I'll believe it when I see it. You know how you're going to know when he's really fed up is that when he starts to make changes to the people making the the, the biggest decisions, I can allow or understand why you might just want to stay status quo, get us through the trade deadline. But if this is the same, if this is the same group of decision makers moving into the 2024 season where you want to get out there that you can contend then Jerry Reinsdorf isn't up unhappy about anything going on right now. Right. He's he's accepting of what's going on right now. You know, again, Jerry has a reputation for loyalty. He is 
so loyal to all the people who work for him, and Jerry looks out for everyone. I, I, and I got to tell you, I, I would prefer loyalty to the fan base, okay? Loyalty to the people that follow the team and want the team to do well. And when they don't, yeah, hey, listen, you know, they brought in a couple pitchers that look like they might be pretty good down the road. Who is developing those guys? Yeah, that's a good who, question. Who, how are they going to get the players they acquire ready for the major I'll leagues? hold my applause. I will, too. I'll hold my applause. I'll, I will, too. I, I just think it's it's encouraging that some of the reports on these prospects are positive and that some people who, who do this for a living have them rated high, but you're in this situation because you made a lot of bad decisions and a lot of bad evaluations, so you're going to have to be – uh, you're going to have to be understanding that you, people are going to have to wait a long time before you get that, that kind of credibility back. How many times, how many people use the two words roster construction? 